Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Thank you for joining our Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. My name is Lauren Sweeney, and I'm your host today and the vice president here at Rise Up For You. Today's guest is an incredible entrepreneur who has built a very successful business and nine others that have grown and grown and some brand names that you may be familiar with. He started the patio furniture company called Summer Classics, and he started it back in the 80s, and it literally doubled every three years. You're going to hear more about his journey in a minute. Well-known brands like Williams-Sonoma and others picked it up. And today they even still have stores all over the United States. If you are here as an entrepreneur or you're listening as a leader and you want ingenuity, creativity, to know how to have a business that really is built to last, you're going to want to listen in today. Bo White, we are excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So how did you, you started this brand, Summer Classics, that literally grew. What do you think contributed to the success of it doubling every three years? I mean, that's amazing. Well, I was I was a sales rep. Um, selling outdoor furniture was the main thing I saw. I sold other furniture as well, but the main thing I saw was outdoor furniture. So I didn't, I, I didn't really like what I was selling. I mean, for to buy for myself. And I, did, I knew what everybody else was making, so, and I didn't like what they were making. So I was like going, I wonder if people would like what I like. And I, and I had decided that I wanted to get off the road. I mean, traveling, and I was traveling 50,000 miles a year. I had three young children at home. So I'm like going, I've got to get, an, and I've got to start a business that's not so dependent on me, on me <clears throat> leaving my house every week and getting on the road and selling. So I had started multiple companies in an, in an attempt to get off the road and uh and none of them were in the outdoor furniture business i started a wicker company a glass company a mirror company all the a lamp company you know just anything i could think of that would create revenue so um i actually was calling on one of my customers in spartanburg south carolina and he had some you know people have a section of their store usually the furniture store that has outdoor furniture and he he had these white Adirondack chairs. This was 1986, probably 85, somewhere like that. And he had this brand, Summer Classics, on there. And I'm like, wow, I love that. And he came in. I was like, man, where, well, who is this? And I was thinking I might pick up the line. He said, well, that's me. <clears throat> and I said, you, what are you doing? And I'm like, stores, <clears throat> individual independent stores don't generally start their own brand. He said, well, I've got this guy down the street making these for me and painting them and I'm selling them. And I came up with that name. I said, well, that's a great name. And I couldn't quit thinking about it. So after I left there, I got back to, I live in Birmingham and I got back to home and I called an attorney and said, how do you trademark? <clears throat> and he said, uh, well, I have a trademark attorney. Let me t let you talk to him. So I called him and he said, I gave him the idea. So I was in, you know, I was in South well, Carolina. Let me pause brand. you for a minute because I love this. So you, you thought, okay, great <laughs> idea. 
I'm selling things that I don't really love. I wonder if I could make a business with things I love. You then had the idea, I wonder how to trademark. And today it really is still like that. How do I build a website? Google it. And we do that at our company all the time. So you thought, well, how do I trademark? You call Google back then. (laughs) Right. So you call a patent attorney. This ingenuity and the ability is what I want to highlight to say, I'm not sure, but I'm going to figure it out. And that's definitely a trait of a great It's kind of the whole thing ends up working. You're right. It was just but really anyway, he, he's, a This is kind of interesting to most people. So, I, you know, I gave him the story and he said, well, you can't use that name. And I'm like, why? He said, because there's something called first use. I said, even he said, even though that guy doesn't have the trademark, he used it before you did. So it's his. I said, well, is there some way I can get it back away from him? He said, well, yeah, he can agree to give it to you. I said, well, then go ahead and start working on it. Because back then you had to do it by mail. And so it took six months. Now you can just go online and see if somebody has it. But back then, <clears throat> you had to mail it in, see if you could get it. So I said, go ahead and start. How much that costs? Okay, I'll pay that. And then when you set, you call me back when you know, and then I'll call him. So he calls yeah. me back and says, okay, you can have it. So I called That's the guy great. and he said, I said, well, like, hey, Curtis, what are you doing with that, you know, that summer classics thing? He went, well, nothing. The guy went out of business and I'm not doing anything with it. Can I have it? Yeah. So, will you sign something? Yes. So I got him to sign an agreement that I could have, could have the you know, name. That and, was the beginning. Now, this beginning. business, this furniture <clears throat> business grew and grew and grew and grew and doubled every three years, which is really incredible. So what do you think really helped that, that process? Was it luck? Was it intentional things that you were doing? <clears throat> It was a differentiation. I think it was a lot of it had to do with being different. It was, it was, I was in a, I knew the business. So I started all these other businesses that I didn't know that much about. And I knew a lot about outdoor furniture. So when I started that, I knew what everybody had. I knew where I, there was a niche and I came into that niche and people liked it. People, I was right. Baby boomers. I was a baby boomer. People would like it. But eventually it got so big. I was like, I can't just make product. I like that. I would buy for myself. I've got to make product. I've got to design product that, um, that other people would like. And I had a, my model was fashioned after I lived in New York from 1972 to 1978. And I called on Ralph Lauren at the time and he had just started. And, and I was fascinated with this business model because we were selling fabric. I was selling fabric at the time to cutters. And back then everything was made in the United States. But he was different. So I was like, how does this work? He said, well, we designed the product the way to our specifications and then we put our logo on it and we market it, market the heck out of it. And so we don't have all these factories and overhead and we concentrate on following, smelling the market. Where is the market going? I said, wow, I love that model. So it seems a lot easier than having a factory you got to feed all the time. Well, what's really great is my business after that. And you called him. Of course, he wasn't the Ralph Lauren that he is today. Yeah, right? was, I actually worked with his brother, George, at wow. the time. So. But calling him. And so if we're speaking to the entrepreneurs and the leaders that are listening and they're thinking, how do you do something like that? A, you just get started. Talk to people that are doing what you might like to do. He was doing something different and you knew a lot about your industry. You also knew what wasn't working and what was working. So it sounds like you also had a lot of time to think about how am I going to get my product to market? What 
is going to differentiate me? What are other skills that you see that entrepreneurs need today? Well, there's a book that actually Gina Wickman, the guy that did EOS, wrote uh, about being an entrepreneur and there's six traits. And his comment is, if you don't have all six of these, don't even try. And, I, you know, I read it. Of course, I had already, you know, started all these companies. I was like, I wonder if I have these. So I was reading it. I went, okay, I have that one. Okay, I have that. The big one, the big one that most people will say, if you go through these traits with them, the big one most people say, I don't have that, is risk taker. And, yes. you know, the, the ultimate risk taker is in our midst. Now, Elon, Elon Musk is the is the biggest risk taker that I've you know, not, I say being associated with that I've known, you know, I was like, yeah. that guy will take major risk. I just finished watching the SpaceX special Absolutely. on Netflix. I'm like, this guy yeah. will take a risk. I, we- I felt like I was, I took too many risks. In fact, there's a, there's a study right now about people that are in their eighties, late seventies and eighties. And one of their great one of their great regrets is that they didn't take enough risk. Mm. <laughs> Somebody was telling me that I was like, I, you know, I think I took too many risks because I would, are, I would bet my house every year for yeah. 10 years in a row, you know? So you're very successful though. And well, that, yeah, it could have gone the other way. Just absolutely. <laughs> well, we do talk a lot on the show and with our company about confidence and taking risks. I don't mean jumping out of bungee jumping, but speaking up at a meeting looks like taking a risk for a leader in business, taking risks, taking risks really does have to do with our confidence. So you must've had a lot of confidence as well. What are, that's one of the traits and one that a lot of people don't have. What are the five others for entrepreneurs? So visionary, you know, visionary ability visionary. to see the future. You see something yeah. in the future, like I saw a product or in my mind of, uh, that I thought hadn't been introduced. And constantly I'm having to think about that now, you know, constantly having to think what is something people would like to buy before they want to buy. Passionate, you know, very feel great about your business. Problem solver, you know, being able to solve problems, which you have to do constantly. I say I have a, I have an MBA in mistakes. So you're making mistakes and, and changing all the time. Being responsible. That's, that kind of goes without saying you have to be responsible. So it's visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven. I'm, I'm so, <laughs> this is a trait that I have. When I read this in the book, I was like going, wow, this one keeps me up at night. I was like, I almost wish I didn't have it because I can't sleep because I'm so driven to go to the next level that I can't, I'm co- you know, constantly working on that or thinking about it. So that's it. Those are the six visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. Mm. So good. So you're building this business, creating it. Now you said that you had nine other businesses. How many of them came after summer classics or did they all come before? Well, I'd say those came before, but I've had a lot come. My son came in and, and I'd already decided to start an indoor furniture company. And I was going to call it Summer Classics Home. And he came in. That's kind of how I put the magnet on him and attracted him to come into the company. Because I was like, I've got to get him in here because I need somebody to run it if something happens to me. Which actually is part of the book. Because something did happen to me. And I was like, thank God he was here. But um, 
I had started Summer Classics Home, and he's, that got him interested. And he said, I, I'm interested in the indoor part of it. So he changed the name to Gabby, and it's it's grown. It's it's up over 100% this year, so wow. far this year. I was like, you know, it's just, it's, it's been incredible growth. And it's sort of the millennial XY generation, really cool, hip, modern, but eclectic, you know, sort of has a French twist to it. Great looking product. Drag a little on Gabby because so that our listeners know if they haven't seen it, where can they find this furniture? I mean, this is not just some random company, just like yours has stores all over the country and can be found at Williams Sonoma, et cetera. Where's, where else can Gabby be found? Gabby, Gabby, um, well, you know, Wayfair obviously has all of this product. <laughs> Wayfair's, Wayfair has pretty much any furniture you could want. And then, of course, we sell online. We sell, on, you can buy it on our website, Summer Classics or Gabby website. And then we have our own stores. But really, our big business is selling to dealers in the area you live in so that you'll probably find a dealer, you know, a, a store that sells it in your area, a furniture store. For in Summer Classics case, it might be an outdoor furniture store. And then you decided to build these businesses, build them with your family. I know relationships are really important to you. Talk a little bit about how relationships and building your personal board of directors helped you in being so successful as an entrepreneur. You know, I have a guy on the uh, board of directors that was with Ralph Lauren for 22 years. So really depend on him. I have another one that was on you know, Frontgate was one of our largest customers. And this guy was CEO of Frontgate. So they're very, those guys are really helpful to the, to the board. But um, it's, I think relationships to me, if I said one, one thing that could really help you in business is relationships. And it, mine with my wife, when I, uh, when I got in difficult times, which there was tons of those where I'm like, I can't figure this out on my own. I was like, I, I would go to her and go like, I've been paying myself $40,000 a year for 10 years. That seems crazy. And she would say, no, I believe in you. You can do this. And I was like, okay, well, if you believe in me, maybe I can. And then, you know, th this is, this is a really critical part. When you get to the certain point, let's call it the tipping point. When you go over, it's incredible what happens. So it's like, no, you, you should always know your break even, but you go past break even and you might make a little money, but there's a point where you can really catch on fire. And if you can deliver, you will make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money. You, you can see it in like the Tesla numbers where they're losing and losing or Amazon, they're losing and losing. And then suddenly they hit the tipping point and boom, they're awash in cash. And that can happen. It's not easy, but it can happen to you. And then what I had happen in the 2008 recession, this is about relationships with vendors, is I just, I, I'm like, I can't figure this out. I'm like, I've got a $20 million line. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to pay this back. And I called one of my vendors in Asia and said, I can't, I don't know what to do. And he said, well, just don't pay me. I was like, ever? <laughs> and it's like, well, no, you have to pay me eventually, but ride your payables. I'll, we're symbiotic. I believe in what you're doing. You know, we need each other. I'm, I'll let you ride your payables. And so he, he lent, in that way, he lent me $2 million. And so I $2 million with no interest. So I'm like going, and I started calling my other vendors to see if they did the same thing. And I came up with $5 million literally within a couple of weeks <clears throat> by, by riding my payables and getting my vendors to agree. 
both domestic and international vendors agree to let me ride my payables. So I paid the bike back from 20 million to about 2.8 million in a period of nine months. And I don't, I won't say that saved me, but it certainly made me sleep better at night. But there's that, that creativity in, in being able to collaborate and you, I mean, the recession was tough for yeah. so many businesses and people were not buying furniture and people weren't freaking out as well. So you really thought, how can I lean on, you mentioned the relationship with your wife, but then the relationship with your vendor, that relationship management piece, that fourth pillar inside of emotional intelligence, you, you use that. How can I support because they know, and we did, you came out of the recession and today it's still a strong brand. And you knew I could build that relationship with those vendors. They would trust me and then it would work out. I would pay them back. It's the same with your employees or your kids. You know, obviously I got two of my children in here. That's not easy. It's probably more difficult for them than it is for me, frankly. Because, you know, I'm, sometimes I tell them what to do and they don't like it. And so I've kind of, I've kind of let them run that, you know, they're doing their own thing. And now William's CEO, my son is CEO. So fantastic. I, I kind of say he, I'm his lackey. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bo, tell us about the book. So the book is called Summer Classics and they can find it on your website, Bo, which is B-E-W. If you're listening to the audio version, yeah. white. it's actually Bew. It's like Bew with a B. So it's kind of, a, everybody says Bo though. So you're yeah. Understand. Spelled Bew, spelled B-E-W and then white.com. And you can find out more about Bew and then you can also find out about your book, which is really great. So we love to ask a question as, as we wrap up. And that is, what does Rise Up For You mean to you? I think the relationship thing that I spoke about earlier is really critical. But I say, um, you know, one of the great traits, and of course, this is one we use in our in our. Uh, company is integrity is one of the great traits and it's it's you're always trying to do the right thing but you're you're building your reputation as you go through life so you know if one mistake and you lose your reputation you know it takes a takes a lifetime to build a reputation it takes a second to lose it so you got to be really on your guard not to lose your reputation or do something that's not integratable so that's critical and then never running out of money. That was one of the things I, I kind of, when I, I realized when I was growing, you know, you can grow yourself out of business. You can grow so fast that you can't support your receivables and inventory and pay for it fast enough and turn it over in order to collect your cash. Particularly if you're not like the software business, you're actually buying product. And so never run out of money has been, has been very helpful to me. And then planning, you know, you get, this is my favorite quote. You get the future you plan for. So we're nuts about planning. So you're going to get, it's amazing how you'll come out with a plan. You'll sit down with your staff and it looks like it's really aggressive and then they'll execute it. They'll get behind you and go, okay, let's go. We could, we can do this guys. And they make it happen. And then you'll, I mean, we're going to grow. We could grow as much as 35% to 40% this year. So, so, if the stock market doesn't kill us, we're, we're, we'll, we'll do that. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for your resilience, your tenacity, and the ingenuity to really be starting out just, you know, walking around, selling things door to door, being on the road, 
and then trying quite a few businesses that didn't work and then really landing on one that's been so successful, two divisions, the book, everything that you're creating, but really the impact that you're making as, as a leader, as an example. Yeah, I think that's critical. How you look to your employees is, is critical. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh, what an interesting conversation. The ingenuity. I mean, just amazing to have a company really built to last. Well, I'm Lauren Sweeney. It's been my pleasure to be your host today. Did you know if you go to riseupforyou.com, you can download our Master Success Kit. It is absolutely free and it's packed with information to help you personally and professionally as you rise up for you. Until the next podcast, I will see you soon.